Loving Father in heaven, we praise you and thank you for your goodness and mercy towards us. We thank you, Lord, that you have not looked at our iniquities or our sins, but you have counted us worthy to be among the living. We thank you for the privilege, glory, praise, honor, and adoration be unto your name now and forevermore. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Grant us of your spirit and consecrate our lives to your service. We pray, Lord, that as it is written in your word, we shall be clean through the words that we will listen to in this devotion. We pray, Father, that you will also put words in our mouth to speak, that we may speak blessings to all who will be listening to us, to the end that we all shall glorify your name on the earth, and we shall be transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, May 18 Fruit-Bearing Branches I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. John 15 verse 1 and 2 the Savior points out the sign of discipleship. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. By faith, we are to lay hold on a living God and maintain an experience that shall breathe love, tenderness, kindness, compassion, and affection. These traits of character are the fruit that the Lord Jesus desires us to produce and to present before the world as a witness that we have a Savior who can uplift and who can satisfy. We need not be on the losing side, for in everything He is our sufficiency. What we need is the presence of Jesus Christ. We want His truth shining in our hearts, pervading all our life actions. This will determine whether or not we are branches of the true vine. If we are fruit-bearing branches, we may expect that the great husbandman will prune us, that we may bring forth more fruit. All that is useless all that would hinder our growth in the Christian life must be removed. When the purging comes, we frequently feel that the Lord is against us. Instead of this, we should look to ourselves and see if there is not something we have left undone or something we need to take away from our lives before we can stand in right relation to God. We must be living branches of the true vine, daily laying hold of our Redeemer that we may bear the fruits of a Christian character. When we are willing to practice self-denial and self-sacrifice as Christ practiced it in his life, we shall bear fruit to God's glory. 
It is the Savior's delight to see his followers co-laborers with God, receiving bountifully all the means of fruit-bearing and giving bountifully as workers under him. Christ glorified his Father by the fruit he bore, and the lives of his true followers will produce the same result. Receiving and imparting, his workers will produce much fruit. Amen. The title of our devotion is Fruit Bearing Branches. Our key text is taken from somewhere we lift out from so often, John chapter 15, but this time 1 verse 1 and 2. Usually we'll read from 3 downwards, but today our key text is 1 and 2. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth forth, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Herein is laid before us the working of God with man, how God deals with us, especially with those who have accepted Jesus Christ. Jesus represents himself as the true vine, and we are represented as the branches, the disciples. But not every branch that is attached to the vine is a true disciple of God. Here, Jesus is saying that the true disciples are those that bear fruit. If we read it down in same uh, John, it says there, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. That is John 15 verse 8. So, we can't deceive ourselves. Even he had said it earlier, that by their fruits ye shall know them. It is not everyone that says to him, Lord, Lord, that shall enter into the kingdom of God. Only those who bear fruit are true disciples. But many branches are attached to the vine. But eventually, the working of God, it tells us that God will eventually cut off those branches that are not bearing fruit so that they will die. Because they are receiving from the vine. Every branch attached to the vine receives nutrients from the vine. But the problem is that because it is receiving but not bearing fruit, which is to impart, then the father thinks and says, I have to cut this branch away. But for those that are bearing fruit, he deals with them differently. He prunes them so that they will bring more fruit. So let us look at the tree very well and understand the concept that God is trying to use to explain to us his dealings with us and how we can become better disciples. The, the tree has its roots and leaves which supplies nutrients to the tree and to the vine and through the vine then more nutrients are supplied to the branches and the branches bring fruit now we have these branches attached to the tree and the aim for which they are receiving nutrients from the soil that comes from the root is so that they can bear fruit and one thing we should understand about the fruit that the tree bears is that that fruit is a blessing it gives to the world. The fruit in and of itself is the evidence that it has been receiving something from the vine. Also, not just an evidence, it is the sign that shows what manner of tree it is. And also, it is something it uses, like I said earlier, to bless others, to bless the whole world. 
This is the concept God wants us to understand. He doesn't just attach us to himself so that we can keep receiving and receiving and receiving. By receiving of him the things that he has in store, we are to reveal that we are of him. And it's only the fruit we bear that will tell what manner of tree we are. God represents himself as the vine. So it is by whatever we are receiving from that vine, it shows whether we are of God or not. What fruit are you bearing? What fruit am I bearing? If I am attached to God, I ought to be revealing fruits of love, of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, temperance, faithfulness. We know that those are the fruits of the Spirit. But you must understand that these things are received. You are not just given the, the, the Holy Spirit and then somehow you start to reflect these fruits. You must receive love before you reflect love. How do I know I have received love? You see, when I understand my sins and see that the Lord has forgiven me, I have received love and forgiveness. I now have forgiveness to give. But if I am receiving forgiveness and my brother offends me and I cannot give that forgiveness, that's when the Lord questions me. Why? Because he knows he has given me forgiveness. Why then am I not giving forgiveness to the world as a fruit? And when I'm not giving that, he cuts me off. Although he's patient, of course, not an immediate thing. He waits to see that fruit born. Then there is mercy. Then there's temperance. There's joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Are we not receiving it? If we have been receiving it, why are we not showing it to the world? Also, patience. Has the Lord been patient with you? We know very well that we have, like they say, grieved him by a thousand falls. But how has he dealt with you? Has he not been long-suffering? Has he not been patient? Has he not been merciful? If you then know that despite your sins and your shortcomings, the Lord has been good to you and has been patiently dealing with you so that you can bring forth fruit. But when you are dealing with your fellow man, you are impatient with them. You easily get angry. You have a short fuse. Is that what you received of the Lord? Are you not supposed to give that same fruit of patience which you have received from the Lord? You are supposed to give it to the world imparting that which you have received of God. And so it is with every other fruit. Faithfulness. Has the Lord been faithful? Oh, that is one wonderful characteristic of the Lord. It is. We are told that it is, there's a song we sing, it says, Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord my Father. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hands has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Indeed, the Lord has been faithful. As far as you are alive, now, listening to me, ask yourself, how many days have you lived? Count your life by days, not by years. Every year is 365 days. Whatever your year is, multiply it by 365 and know the amount of days the Lord has been faithful to you, morning by morning, waking you up, taking care of you every night, taking care of your feeding. It doesn't have to come from your pocket, but he has been taking care of it nevertheless. Every time you were a child, you had no money. You had no means to take care of yourself, but he gave you some means to take care of yourself, whether it was your tree, your parents, your relatives, your friends. Even now, you may say, well, I don't have anything. He's the Lord is not taking care of me, but you don't understand that the Lord is taking care of you just like he takes care of the birds. The birds do not manufacture food for themselves, but the food is there for them to eat. So also with us, we don't have to have the money all the time, but the Lord still takes care of us. We have received faithfulness from the Lord. Are you faithful? 
if you have received faithfulness, you ought to impart that faithfulness to others by revealing a character that is faithful to God. And not just faithful to God, but even faithful to your fellow men. This is what it means to bear fruit. But the how is what I'm talking about. It is by understanding because everybody can bear fruit. It is just that some do not understand and have not clearly seen that they are receiving from God. But those of us who understand are abiding in Christ. We have learned of his love, received of his forgiving forgiveness, understand his love that we have received of him, his patience, his long-suffering, his, his faithfulness, his, his gentleness in dealing with us, his gentleness. But yet not imparting it, then we are not bearing fruit as we should. But some of us may be imparting it, but not exactly how God wants us to, and that's why he prunes us. What is this pruning? Perhaps you're not as for, you are not forgiving as you're supposed to or you are not patient like you ought to be. God prunes you by taking you through trying situations. He will try your patience. Why? He wants you to, under that situation, manifest patience. That is the only way you can learn to be patient. You don't learn patience by, by, by uh, not passing through trying situations. God teaches us patience by taking us through persecution. By taking us through trials, that's how we learn patience. That's what we are told in the Bible. The trial of your faith worketh patience. And what is patience? Patience is keeping your cool and being calm without speaking words of uh, murmuring and complaining under every situation. That is, you don't lose your cool. You're always calm, no matter the situation. That's, that's, that's just one quality. And then I said there's faithfulness, there's temperance. God sees where we lack. We are bearing fruit. But the fruit may not be up to what he wants. So he wants us to bear more fruit. And he then prunes us, takes us through different situations that will call out from us, necessitates us to show love, for example. So someone may offend you. Without that person offending you, you will not be necessitated to show forgiveness and love. But now you, you ought to love your enemy. Because he gives you, he takes you through situations that you have an enemy. That's the time for you to bear the fruits of love your enemy. And pray for those who persecute you and do good to those who despitefully use you. If you are not passing through these situations, you will not bear that fruit. Have you despitefully used the Lord? Yes. Has he been praying for you? Yes. Have you been his enemy? Yes. Has he loved you? Yes. So you have received love when you have been an enemy of God. Even when despitefully using him, he has been praying for you and doing good to you. Since he has done that to you, he takes you through a situation where someone does the same to you and it's now time to impart that which you have received of the Lord. That is the pruning process. Without it, you cannot become more like him understand what is going on so when you are passing through that pruning process like it says in devotion so many of us think the lord is against us no he's not against you that is the only means that you can call out he can call out that character in us it's there he has put it inside us already because he he has given it to us nobody can say i cannot forgive or i cannot show mercy when you have already been given mercy and forgiveness by god you have it you have forgiveness, you have mercy, you have patience, you have long-suffering. All those things, you have them. It is only about whether you want to bring them out or not because the Lord has given it to you through His Holy Spirit now. If you receive of His Spirit, 
those characters can be revealed in you and god takes us through those experiences so that we can ask for the spirit and by asking for the spirit those things that he has put the forgiveness he has given to us and all the love and mercy and kindness and the faithfulness and goodness and gentleness and joy that he has given to us will be revealed through the spirit that is why we must abide in him but as we see in this analogy there are some who abide but they don't bear fruit and that means there are some people praying studying but they are not imparting what they are learning of the lord to others they are not imparting of the blessings that they have received of the forgiveness of god the love of god the mercy the long suffering and the knowledge of god what do i mean by knowledge now the things you have learned which are truth the truth you've learned from the word of god the truth about uh, about the doctrines in the word of god about how to live your life whether it is like your life health helpful living the commandments of god any of those things that the lord has imparted to you and not to hide it under a bushel you have to impart to others the knowledge you've received and also the characters that you have experienced of god and he takes us through processes so from henceforth understand with god that when he's taking you through situations in life when you go to that atm machine and somebody steps on your feet don't don't look at it as him as what is going on here then things start to turn in a certain direction throughout the day realize that these are opportunities to bear fruit it's an opportunity to be kind an opportunity to show gentleness an opportunity to love your enemy an opportunity to be merciful an opportunity to be patient an opportunity to be temperate and faithful to the lord every situation we face in life the lord is trying to prune us to make us more and more like him so don't think he's against you the, these tough situations will pass through are the pruning processes of the lord so that we can bear much fruit and bless others because when other people see these fruits in us that is how we are imparting it to them if we don't bring it out they will not be imparted the only way you can impart these characters is not by talk there is knowledge that can be imparted by teaching but character love gentleness can only be imparted by showing gentleness by showing that love by showing that mercy and forgiveness you cannot teach forgiveness by talking about it The only way you can impart forgiveness to the world is by actually doing it. The only way you can impart gentleness to a child or to your friends or to anybody who you encounter in the world is by actually showing them that gentleness. Is by actually showing that mercy. That's how you impart mercy. By showing patience with others, you impart patience to others. You bless them with your patience. That is your fruit. And you realize just as the fruit, the people who benefit from the fruit the most are those who are eating the fruit so also with us these characters are self-denying characters they don't allow self to if, if to reveal itself if it were for us to benefit self i would not be patient you know that by being impatient you can get what you want if i complain and murmur and get angry it can cause somebody to do what i want them to do you get that self now i'm doing it for self but if i'm doing for you not for self I will be patient. If I wanted to get what I want, for example, you go to a bank and they are wasting your time and things are not going the way you want, you know very well that if you make a noise there and shout and all of that, they will answer you quickly. That's self now. You are not revealing patience. Why? Because if you exercise patience, what's going to happen? It is not necessarily you 
in your own sense at least who will benefit from it at least for what you want at that moment but it is those who are the customer care the managers and all the employees of the bank who benefits from your patience but yet you have to do it nonetheless and that's why in the devotion we read there in our high calling page 144 paragraph 5 says when we are willing to practice self-denial and self-sacrifice as christ practiced it in his life we shall bear fruit to his glory you see all these fruits are self-denying fruits i have to deny myself to forgive someone i have to deny myself to love i have to deny myself to be patient i have to deny myself to even as much as impart knowledge to another person and they are not paying me for it i have to deny myself to be faithful self is not benefiting from these things it is another person and unless we are ready to practice this self-denial and self-sacrifice we cannot bear fruits that christ wants us to bear and to his glory and even to your own glory that's the problem itself self thinks that it is benefit it is benefited when it doesn't practice these things but if you look at it through the spiritual eye you would understand that actually you're actually benefiting yourself by being patient loving kind gentle faithful merciful temperate and all other gifts that they are there courteous politeness sympathetic compassion all these things you don't lose anything people think that by doing these things you look soft and then people will push you'll be a pushover but you are actually helping yourself and what is the help you are doing you are becoming more like god that is the best thing that can happen to anybody so don't think you are losing something by denying yourself you are actually gaining something actually gaining something in fact you are gaining the best thing that god has to give or that you can actually have in heaven and on earth and that is the character of our lord and savior jesus christ it's my prayer that the lord holy spirit will impart these things and press it in our hearts so much that we can bring it out in our character amen today's devotion therefore tells us that we should show love tenderness kindness compassion and affection traits of character we have received from god and some of us may still be wondering how but i'm sure if we take time to ponder we can see and tell that indeed we have received these things from god for who among us have not sinned against god who among us have not gone against his commands in one little particular is it lying what's the wages of that lie what's the salary that i ought to be paid for lying the bible says that the wages of sin is death romans 6 23 in your life you can hear me now you are an object of god's mercy and forgiven forgiveness so we have received forgiveness and we ought to give it what would happen to us if we fail to give forgiveness or compassion or love the story jesus tells in the book of matthew 18 rings a bell in my mind in the book of matthew 18 jesus tells a parable he says therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants matthew 18 verse 23 24 and when he had begun to reckon one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents 
But for as much as he had not to pay, his lord commanded him to, to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Verse 27. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. 28. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him eight hundred pence. I'll stop here. Compare the the, the, the amount owed, hundred pence over a thousand talents. I'll continue. And he laid hands on him and took him by the truth, saying, Pay me that thou owest. 29. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. You see, the same words which he used for his own master. Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. 13. And he would not, but went out and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Verse 31. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. 32. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgive thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his lord was wrought, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. Verse 35. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Solemn words. You can see this man received forgiveness, but he did not give forgiveness. There's a danger. There's a, there's a serious danger if we fail to reveal these fruits that God is expecting us to reveal, which we have received of Him. Like my brother had said before, all of us have received compassion, tenderness. There is no quality of character that God is asking us to give or to express that we have not received. Of course, we have been told it will require self-denial. I read the quote. And this quote is to show some of the things that are hindering us from expressing this fruit. God wants us to turn away from this thing. So the quote, Review and Herald, January 13, 1863, paragraph 3. It says, I saw that the axe must be laid at the root of the tree. Such pride should not be suffered in the church. If these things that separate God from his people, that shuts the ark away from them, Israel has been asleep to the pride and fashions and conformity to the world in their very midst. They advance every month in pride covetousness and selfishness and love of the world 
When the truth affects their hearts, it will cause a death to the world. I'll stop there. There are various things that have been mentioned here that are stopping us from bearing the fruit. We've seen here mentioned pride, selfishness, covetousness, and love of the world. That young man that refused to forgive his fellow brother, his fellow worker, just something like a 10% of what he was even owing. What was it? Probably selfishness. He wasn't thinking about him. He didn't remember that he himself was in that situation. So God wants us to lay down our personal opinions. Yes, the person must have rightly wronged us, just like we have rightly also wronged God. Put your relationship with God in one scale and you see that you have received favor. And then put the thing the person has done to you, compare it to the price Jesus has paid for our sins. Jesus paid with his blood on Calvary for our sin. It cost him his life. I'm not downplaying what someone has done to you or done to me. But the point is, the price that was required from Jesus on our own behalf cannot be compared to what someone has done to you. So for Christ's sake, let either pride or covetousness or selfishness not be a hindrance. We need to bear fruit of righteousness, lest us, we as a branch, will be cut off. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 17, it says, And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, we are grafted in among them, and with them partakers of the root and fatness of the olive tree, boast not thyself against the branches. Verse 21. For if God spared not the natural branches, that's Israel, take heed lest he also spare thee not. So what's God saying here? Since we as Gentiles have received of the goodness of God, God turned away from the from the Israelites. I mean nationally speaking. Because they refused to bear fruit of righteousness. They were self-centered. They refused to show the same mercy and compassion God wanted them to show to the neighboring nations, to be evangelists to them. God cut them off and have added you, added me. And he's saying, we should not be careless to this privilege and say, I will never forgive. I'll never be merciful. I'll never forget this. No. Verse 22 of where I was reading, that's Romans chapter 11, verse 20. To said, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity, but toward you, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Verse 24 If thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature. I'll say here, this means we were without God. We had our past. We had our mistakes. We had our failures. We had our, the things we had done in our past that were not right with God. If 
the text again says verse 24 of Romans chapter 11 for if thou wert cut out of the old leaf which is wild by nature and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree here which is God how much more shall these which be the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree for I would not brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you would be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part is happened to Israel what the fullness of the Gentiles becoming so God wants us to bear good fruits my point again is let's not take it for granted let's not hinder the working of God in our lives because of what people are doing to us God expects us to be merciful to be loving to be tender to be affectionate to be forgiven to be helpful to correct to encourage to counsel to even rebuke when it is necessary because we have received all things from God. I pray truly that God's expectation on our behalf, day in, day out, will be made manifest as we relate with people in their different capacities. The love of Jesus in our hearts will glow on their paths and indeed, men will see us and glorify our Father in heaven. May this be our experience. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for revealing to us the expectation you have on our part. Thank you for even reminding us that you have done something like this for us in the times past. That you have even done much more than you are requiring us. Thank you for helping us see that Calvary paid the higher price. So we should learn to show whatever will be helpful to our fellow men. Thank you so much. I pray that you please assist us in our little duties today to always think of what you have done and may it help us to do more for others around us thank you father for these lessons if anyone is who is heavy in heart or who is worried and burdened by other issues i pray that you please give them grace and your mercy to perform these duties you have laid on our shoulders today thank you father for we pray in jesus name amen Can you unless